Well, one thing is that we're drinking beer today, so we're not going to get as much ice clinking as we have in previous. (laughs) Slurping. Mm -hmm. It's not really, it's, it's a question, but it's a question. It's not in the form of a question. It's called your shame fuck. Mm-hmm. So there are it's a topic that has ignited amongst our friend circle it has spread far and wide. I, I feel like it has some very particular criteria because people think that they can identify it pretty fast. But I it think what's time. critical to the question is that it must be a, a person, a celebrity who you would be embarrassed to admit to anybody that, that you, you slept with. Slept with. That you would, you would want to do it. And you would do you it. You would want to do it, yes. But then you would tell no one. You would lie about it. You if would lie asked about it. to your face, you would be like, "What? Never, <laughs> never." <laughs> so that is a. Really, those are the ground rules. Yeah, those are the ground rules. And I would say a hundred percent of the time, actually, with one notable exception, anyone that I've asked this question to has been like. Mm. Oh, mm. mm-hmm. and then had to think about it and then like two days later i'll get a text at like 11 p.m being like oh it's this, it's this guy it's that yeah. guy so and it is i will say you said this guy it is a harder question for straight men to answer it's true because um i think it's big just because that there are fewer gross women mm. who are allowed to get to that point of celebrity that we would know who they are (laughs) like i think the best answer that we ever got from a straight guy on this question was courtney love courtney love yeah i think it's pretty good i'm or or like um you know like a uh like kellyanne conway or something like that would be like oh that's a good one that's a good one um yeah yeah so like somebody political gross but it there are a few anyway. categories but yeah. the horrible people horrible people is a, is a good place to start if you're confused about who your shame fuck is right right so so i think i think clearly all roads are leading to us well we have to share ours, ours. yes yeah um so okay well we can build up to it a little bit <laughs> yeah. okay so my fa- what, what one of my favorite responses i ask a guy actually was on a date with a guy and there's an icebreaker well for you. no this is like the third or fourth date okay um, and I asked him the question and he thought about it and he texted me because you need some time to think. And he said the Menendez brothers. <gasps> oh, remember them <laughs> who killed their parents. Fa- parents. <laughs> um, so they're I thought actually, that was a really good getting one. the same treatment as the OJ Simpson on like USA story. or something on. Oh, actually on like a major network. They're doing a, it's like Edie Falco stars in the Menendez brothers. I thought it was a joke, but mm. they're very cute. But, so I thought that was a good um, answer. Are, no, <laughs> they were. <laughs> no. Oh, that's such that's such a terrible and good answer to that so, question. That oh boy. What What about you? Um. So mine are. I'm trying to think. I I feel like I have several, and I I can only remember a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um. One of them is Diplo. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people seem to share that one. Well. I didn't realize that up until the point that just a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, um, Vulture had like a headline or uh, um, where they referred to Diplo as your like your shame crush or something like mm-hmm. that, and I was like, "What? <laughs> I'm, not <alone. laughs> I'm not alone." 
um yeah he's you know he's from major laser he's gross um I, you know i don't like i feel like if i start explaining the the roots of of this crush nope, it gets no, psychologically disturbing so yeah um he's somebody who he um i just think he's he, he has that like kind of tweaker he looks like he's mm-hmm. on drugs like in a kind of a hot way i don't know like you know how robert downey jr was really hot when he was on drugs and then was like less hot when he was sober <laughs> that's, a terrible thing I, that's the worst i know that's <laughs> but it's, it's kind of true mm-hmm. um so diplo is someone who i think is so hot that like gq did a spread um where they were trying to make turtlenecks happen and i have a really really you have an aversion irrational to, to men in turtlenecks. hate men in turtlenecks i just cannot handle about it half turtles a mock turtleneck a mock, that's what is worse okay a mock turtleneck is very bad a cowl neck is even worse <laughs> okay a cowl neck's where it's like it's like, it's a, like a slouchy it's a slouchy oh, turtleneck yeah, that's pretty bad, yeah. um and on the this last season of the bachelor <laughs> avid viewers of the bachelor will remember particularly atrocious sweater that our friend texted me sent me a slew of texts about <laughs> that was like he looks like he's being given birth to by the sweater. <laughs> he's like, she's like, I think that there is a, really, there should be a German word. There's, there should be a German word for a man whose like sweater is, is like trying, is like working against him or something <laughs> like that. Um, anyway. Okay. So Diplo is So Diplo one. is one of them. Um, another one of mine is, um, oh, this, was, this is increasingly more embarrassing as, as the show winds on, but um, Scott Disick. Mm-hmm who is mm-hmm. the estranged husband of Kourtney Kardashian. And... Ex-boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Well, they were never married yet. Yeah. Whatever. They're estranged life partner. Yeah. Um, who is disgusting and would, like, sweat his, like, cocaine sweat all over your face. And, <laughs> and... I was still going there. <laughs> no. It's really bad. All right. Well, so mine mine are... Um, my number one is Ja Rule, which I think is I'm pretty sorry. bad. It's really bad. It's pretty um, bad. I mean, we do have to specify, I think... Um, what era? Yeah, yeah you I said, mean, you said like, peak Ja Rule, yeah. not like... This is like a Shanti Ja Rule. Yeah. No. It's peak Ja Rule. I mean, even still, but... yeah. Even after the fire Festival um, debacle. Fiasco. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that one, and then the other one, only because I feel like it's a real, like, robbing the cradle sort mm-hmm. of thing, is Jaden Smith. Uh, yeah, and also he has this whole, like pseudo intellectual thing that i think is really really off-putting where he thinks he's like so deep and like in tune with the vibrations of the universe and stuff he does look you're you're into it i mean scott i mean you know the thing about the shame book is that you can't you You can't can't throw shade because that's the whole point is that it's it's like terrible Um, what are your top two Instagram follows? Like of all time? Yeah. Top two recommendations. Oh, uh, okay. Like if um, you don't follow these two, you probably Then you're want doing to. Instagram wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to skip Do one. Do not steal mine. I, I'm going to skip one because I know it's going to be yours because you suggested me to follow her. Okay. And she's perfect. Okay. And you're absolutely right. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh... I'll do my two recent ones that I'm really into. So last week I was talking about Diane Keaton, who is great. Um, Which I now follow, and I agree. She's great. She's great. Yeah. This is also she has a, she has wine. I didn't know she has a wine company. I didn't either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to drink her wine. Yeah, and she only drinks it with ice. 
Oh, or at least that's what her Instagram. That's what her Instagram says. That's amazing. No, so I'm actually not going to do Diane Keaton because I because I already mentioned her last week. So, um, my two very recent follows that I'm really into. Um, I followed the Pacific Bonsai Museum, which is a a apparently it's a museum that only has bonsai trees in it, and I find it very calming. It's a nice one. (laughs) And then also I followed this uh this woman. Her name is Amy. And I don't really understand. I guess she she's a cosmetics company owner. Um, her Instagram handle is at Shrinkle S H R I N K L E. She's like a she's friends with all the drag queens, and um, I just think she's beautiful and like has this amazing like fairy life where she's just she's got like this neon blue hair and crazy makeup, and she's friends with like all the prettiest drag queens and seems to have <laughs> a really fun life. Um, so I like her. Um. Okay, I know that was that, that was, was two. two. There, can I do one more? Yeah, sure. Okay, so there's one more. It's called Daily Mini, and they post a, a miniature thing every day. Oh, sounds... It's a tiny thing. It's, it sounds stupid. I might like that. Oh, you might like know. it? Oh, I, I, I love know. it. I don't know. It's so great. If it's too cutesy, maybe not. It's just like tiny stuff that's dumb, though. It'll be like, here's a tiny taco. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. Well, I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> okay. What are your talking? All right. So mine, the one that you were going to probably mention too is Coco of Ice Tea and Coco. Goddess. She's amazing. So if you don't follow her, you should. Um, I, I would say she's probably my favorite person that I follow on Instagram. Def- by far, definitely the best celebrity. She's amazing. She's like, she's like a tacky mom but in a really positive way she's like a she seems like a real good person yeah well i think what you and i both like about her is um she fully owns who she is um she has a very particular aesthetic yeah Yeah. and she doesn't you know she's not ashamed of that aesthetic in any way right she's not boastful of that aesthetic in any way she's just like this This is this is what i look like this is my body um, this is my style. Um, one of our shared like favorite posts that she's ever done was when she was uh, talking about like putting on outfits and was putting together an outfit. And she's like, I love these shoes because they're a neutral and they go with they everything. They go with everything. And they're like multicolored, like floral, floral like rainbow print shoes. Jungle print. Jungle print. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's her. The, the second one, which I would encourage everyone to follow is uh, Vogue House of New York. I don't think you follow them. I do not. It's a, they're mostly primarily video clips of Vogue balls all over the city. Um, Contemporary or? Contemporary. Okay. Contemporary. Vogue House of New York. So those are my two. Oh my gosh. That's such a good recommendation. Totally going to take that. So, uh, I have a small apartment. Well, I, I mean, I live in a regular size apartment, that, and I recently cleaned everything out. Okay. All my closets, all my drawers, everything. I'm like, oh, real, that's nice. I'm like fresh and clean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to buy things and, and bring them into my apartment at the moment because I like I did that whole Marie Perch. Kondo thing. You condoed. I well, condoed. I, I, you don't even need Marie Kondo because you actually already like have all those principles. Right, but I I, I did I did it. Um, and on top of that, you know, I don't 
have like money to buy like new furniture or whatever right money and space those are the and two space. things and on top of both of those things i don't really like shopping but what i have discovered recently is that i do like imaginary shopping which is what i do on amazon and i just recently shared with you uh my a, a new wish wish list that i've created which um i would suggest I would like you to share it with me, like actually share it with me so okay. I can see all the items on okay. it because I think this it's is the best the idea ever, ever. So um, I have a future beach house wish list, mm-hmm. which I've made private because my mom has on occasion like searched my Amazon wish list and just purchased things and sent which them to me. Which is adorable, by the way. Which is really sweet. But I don't want her to get confused. And get like, she be like, hmm, like, does she want, does, does Andrew actually want this flamingo pool floaty? Which I do, <laughs> just in another In another life. In another when life. Have, when you have a so house. I've been, you know, whenever I'm at work or... Feeling sad about New York. Feeling sad or just need to like... I don't know. It's just fun perusing Amazon for all well, of this so I stuff wanna, so, that they sell so you, that you I think I think the thing that's important to know, and I haven't even seen this wish list, but what I do know about you is your aesthetic for your future beach house. Mm. Um, oh yes, this should explain. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think that that adds a lot of context to to even my conception of what this list is. For instance, like um, if you're a New Yorker and you've been to the bar uh, trailer park. Yes. Is that the bar so that like, I'm thinking yeah. of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like that. It's like an Americana aesthetic, very busy. So very unlike, busy. unlike your your more, you're not a minimalist, but unlike your your more minimalist um, apartment where mm-hmm. things are very clean, there's only a shelf might have just one thing on it, two right. things on it. This, this is, is the complete the opposite. opposite. This is like the id and ego of your inter- yeah. interior design. It's like <laughs> <laughs> your your apartment is like the clean. So a lot of people want their beach houses to version. be shades of beige, right? Sage of beige, and then like. You know, a couple pieces of art, and then or so they some can highlight enjoy the view. colors or whatever. No, I prefer kitschy. The more you can fit, the brighter, the tackier, the better. So basically, like my normal aesthetic is like your right. beach house right. aesthetic. Yeah. So, so I have everything. I mean, the stuff I pick out is just like the stupidest, like kitschy. But yeah, so it has to be kitschy. It has to be sort of like an Americana kind of bent to that kitschiness. Like I want bookshelves with bright just like and bullshit. colorful very a lot of tchotchkes um and so amazon will there be a jukebox in, space. in your in your of course just a question i i didn't even know what the answer to that was going to be but so i want i want, I would like you to highlight if you if you can because i know this is probably a well fleshed out list oh there's point. a lot um can you can you highlight like maybe a couple of the okay so this awesome is things that are on so here? i yes I'll highlight a few things. I will also say that when you start to build your future dream beach house, you start to realize how many things actually go into a, uh, furnishing a new home. I mean, I have like kitschy, like kitchen ladles and like <laughs> I have a Dolly Parton like beach animals. towel. I have a, a Prince Purple Rain beach towel. Um, well, so I, I, think this is, I think this is really thoughtful, actually, this idea that all the beach is not a beach towel set no. because when you're at the beach it's really annoying when you can't figure out which right. towel is yours right you want to yours. know which towel is yours yeah so it's like well so like bitch, you would have the elvis, elvis towel. <laughs> yeah you would have the elvis blue hawaii towel and i would have the the dolly parton purple towel um i've always had a i've always found beaded curtains really great and i see you looking at me they're really tacky like i know they're really tacky but i have a couple of those mhm have like you know couches and shit like that and all different colors 
Uh, but well, like, so you like beaded couches and you also like lava lamps. This is an interesting. Yes. Love lava lamps. Yeah. Um, I have a coffee cup that says coffee makes me poop, which I find really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. This whole thing is stupid. Um, but I find it really therapeutic. Wait, I just have to point out. So now I'm, I'm looking over your shoulder here. So I know that it's a beaded curtain. It's mm-hmm. a beaded curtain that's what? So it's a beaded curtain that's in the shape, in the outline of uh, a real door, which makes it even tackier. That's like truly the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever heard. And it's amazing. I have salt and pepper garden gnome salt and pepper shakers. I love it. Um, so anyway, if you're sad or bored at work... Um, or need a place to channel your your future, your energies, your ambitions um, for, you know, your future beach house or whatnot. I suggest making a wish list well, on I Amazon. Think, I think the, I'll, the other thing that I really like about this is that it um, it's like kind of the same principle as what we were talking about when a good way to maybe jumpstart a creative process is try to make the worst. The worst. Um, yes. So, like, write the worst musical theater piece you can think of. That was an exercise one of our friends was telling us about that actually yielded really, really good results. So, I think that that's sort of the beach house thing, too. It's like, what combine all the... Pr- no, I'm just saying combine... You don't like messed up? <laughs> no, that it's like, oh, I'm not going to be too... You don't like my duck thought. alarm clock? <laughs> or my sunny life cactus okay, neon light? this cactus-shaped neon light is amazing. Thank this you. is what I'm saying, is that if or you my stop... my fried egg bath towel? Oh, my God. When you stop <laughs> thinking about, like the trying to be really classy and design aesthetics um you hit on some brilliance that's all i'm saying you're welcome (laughs) um so something a thing that we've been discussing a lot lately um because it's something we struggle with is this idea of pre-apologizing. That's not really a word. Yeah, but, uh, there, this needs, idea to be, there of needs to like, be a better word for that, actually. But I'm, and maybe there is. Um, when you're going to share something, so but this you is a str- want this to is a beat someone person. to the punch. So you tell them, like, oh, here's a thing. But here, about, just so you know, I know all the things that are wrong with it. Right, right. So it's, um, you know... Or it, it, you could, it could even be a, something, I was thinking of, you know, it's a creative person problem maybe, but, but even if like, suppose you, you got somebody a gift mm-hmm. and you were like, oh, it's not, it's nothing really big, really. It's just, it's something, just something small, just something silly and stupid, you know? So basically you're apologizing for the gift before you give it, that it's right. not something fancy. It's not something expensive. If maybe you got, you know, got them something that was small and silly and cheap right. or whatever. Um, but it's that same principle, but like for... If you're doing something creative and you're saying and you're like, so uh, here's something I wrote um, and it's like really it's like like very rough around the edge. It needs a lot of editing and whatever, whatever. But what do you think? Yeah. So um, how that like that. Well, first of all, that influences someone, uh, you know, the person who's going to listen. It's like influencing them already they it's telling them it's telling them here's what to think about here's it. what you should think about yeah i mean if you're if you're presenting something and you're like oh it's it's really it's really rough around the edges and it needs a lot of editing then that's how it's going to be received right um so that that's one thing but it's also um but yes as you said it's kind of beating them to the punch where it's like anything like terrible that you could think of to say about this say i've already thought about it yeah. so don't even bother right um and this is a 
it's sort of a self-protection absolutely method mm-hmm. and it's something that i think or that we as we've discussed that we both need to really get over if we're gonna you know well yeah be creative like, people and stupid you know less do you think i'm like it's yeah it's a defense mechanism i'm gonna tell you all the yeah yeah and um i think uh it's it's enormously terrifying it's terrifying enough to share something that you made something that you created but it's to me it's infinitely more terrifying to just present it without comment Mm -hmm. or even to say like here's something that i did and i like it right because then what if the person comes back and says well it's not all that or (laughs) like i hate it or whatever but um like even talking about it makes me nervous but this is something that that we need to get over yeah and um you know it's starting with small things and um it's starting with small things like not apologizing and i think this is something this is something that i learned at work um and this is you know in a slightly different arena but it's it's something that needs to a concept that needs to expand so like at work if something goes wrong if it's not your if it's not your fault don't apologize Mm -hmm. for it and don't say oh i'm really sorry that that happened if if it wasn't your fault you know you could say that you it's regrettable that it happened or whatever but like don't put the blame on yourself so that's that's one example of it um in sort of a different arena um so i had something happen to me recently (laughs) where i was trying not to apologize for something and um sort of backfired on me please uh you know bear with me on this digression but i was at the gym and i had i was in the locker room and had my headphones on and um and i was listening to a podcast or something and it was nice and loud in my ears and then this woman comes up next to me and kind of elbows me out of the way and and like you know tries you know getting her to her stuff and um mm-hmm. and i just reflexively said oh i'm sorry and then even though she she was the one who bumped into me okay but and you you're just sitting down in the locker. You're like I was standing up and standing I was in like, front of your locker. Mm-hmm. She comes and she like elbows me and is like kind of in to my space to get into the locker next to her. Mm-hmm. To you, okay. And I said, "Oh, I'm sorry." And then I was like, "I'm not sorry," but I actually <laughs> stage whispered it out out loud because like I had my headphones in, so I couldn't hear myself. So I didn't oh, really no. realize that I said it out loud <laughs> until the woman like looks at me. Like she like stares daggers at me because I said it, I actually said it out loud, and um and so that I didn't look at her because I was like, oh. well I mean, okay. yeah. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. And then I just I just like pretended I that nothing had happened and I just carried on. But like imagine how crazy she thought I was that I was like, oh I'm sorry, I'm not yeah. sorry. <laughs> That's a totally psycho thing to do. But anyway, point being point being this is a journey for us that we need to we need to work on it's something that we're attacking at least i am Mm -hmm. um we're taking a writing class that we've alluded to a couple Mm -hmm. times um and uh it is a huge challenge i mean don't you think like no it's submitting things and not saying that's oh i did this at the last minute it was like i didn't really try that hard you know yeah yeah, yeah. Because that's the that's the upshot is that I'm trying to be too cool, and trying to pretend like I didn't try that hard, so it doesn't matter if it's not good right. because business isn't my best effort, right. and I can defend myself from criticism by by with the knowledge that like oh this isn't my best effort. Right. So that's one of my goals in this class is to sort of work through that. that and and not and just kind of put it out there and not feel like compelled to beat everyone to the punch and and to justify justify yeah um, i think i think honestly pre-apologize is like the best 
yeah, term that we've come really to for it is to pre-apologize for yourself. And so basically, your... there are two things. Don't apologize for things that you... <laughs> that aren't your fault. That aren't your fault. And don't pre-apologize for things. Like creative work that you're presenting. For... Or anything about yourself. I feel like it extends to everything. I mean, I feel like, you know, in a professional and work, people... I feel like, you know, in the workplace, people do it too. Yeah, totally, totally. You know, I took a stab at the... Oh, I guess that's okay, saying that. No, no, I, I, I agree with that, though. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just kind of, like, cast a quick... Gl- I do that sometimes. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, at first pass, I just kind of took a stab at it, and I don't know, like, how it is, or whatever. Right. But it's like, no, I actually tried to do this, and... <laughs> and this is what And, it like, is. if you think it's bad, or if it's, like, wrong, then just tell me that it's wrong, and I should be able to take that. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the journey. And and I think that, that and even like interpersonally, it, I think it's also related to when um, somebody gives you a compliment and you're bad at taking a compliment. Oh. So you look cute today. Oh God, I'm, I'm gross. I'm sweaty. I'm, yeah. yeah. You just say thank you. Move on. That's a hard one. That's a hard one for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, when I give compliments, a lot of people don't. But uh, I mean, I have, this, I have the same tendency. Um, I mean, I actually did it this week. Uh, about the writing where I submitted um, a piece for peer review mm-hmm. and then you texted me and said that you liked it and I was like yeah and then you were shocked like, and I was mm-hmm. like no oh like, you're being nice you're being way way like too nice and uncritical but but right. okay right That's <laughs> where I could have just texted back and said thank you period yes I remember on my way back home, walking the walk of the shamest shame of all the shameful. <laughs> right, shameful. Thanks. Um, <laughs> from the, the R train, the shamest, the shamiest shames of all shames. Um, the R train back to my apartment. I remember just thinking, like, I will never, I will never speak to another man in my entire life. Like, this is. Never I'm done. I am done. never, never leaving. I will apartment. never take a sip of a of a of an alcohol. <laughs> I will never step into a a a a, a, a homosexual a homosexual establishment. establishment. Yes, a bar of dis of ill repute. <laughs> I I made all. I mean, I was like, I was ready to just throw my phone away. Like never speak. Oh my god! I was like, this is this is it. Mm-hmm. C- committing yourself to a life of uh, sir, you have crossed all the lines. Like. No, Celibacy commit and... yourself to a nunnery. Like this is it. <laughs> this is not I for you. The convent. A like, life of love is not tomorrow. for you. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it was terrible. Of course, that lasted like, all of what three hours. Or so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. Jr., thank you for being here. We know you haven't heard um, a word that we've spoken. I have not yet. done my homework, <laughs> <laughs> but I really appreciate being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> inviting me on, into your bed. I feel my like bed. I'm on NPR. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, well, Terry Gross, we're not. So. Uh, well, I'm glad that you're in a kimono, though, because I feel like I feel like it helps you be more you. I've, I don't think I've ever been in a kimono, and. Um, it feels really good. Yeah, right. It feels yeah. right. Yeah. So, right. um, so we're in Amrita's bedroom because her AKA roommates are watching studio. The Bachelor. 
The Bachelorette. 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 It's a historic it's a episode. Historic moment. An historic episode. An historic. <laughs> I hate that. You know why? Because I think it's British. Because I think British people drop their H's, and I don't we're like not, British people. You can't people. insult British people no, all the time. No, we have to break the chains. We have to break the break the chain. chains. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh this yeah. is the brown Ooh. person. Michael, oh, hell here. yes. <laughs> we're gonna get Social it. justice warrior, this bitch. <laughs> so part of that is that it's a historic, not an historic moment of now. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so they're watching Bachelorette. We're in Umbrella's room um, with some we have quieter, rose. We have quieter beverages today than we normally do. Mm. You're going to miss our ice. And what I was going to tell you, JR, if you notice, we have the same wine glasses and she has a different wine glass. <gasps> okay. So we're in the kitchen. Okay. And, I, and, and, just and, and just now. And we're pouring our wine glass. Okay. I mean, we're pouring our wine. And I go to grab her wine glass, the one that's different. And she's like, no. Like, first of all, she never has an opinion about what glass she has. But she, she wants this glass. And then she pours the other two. And um, turns out that these other two, she thinks are, it's hard to describe it. She thinks these are nicer, fancier wine glasses. Really? But truth be told, she got these for free at the Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> when she was on vacation I'm feeling very exposed right now by this story <laughs> so, so she thinks her Is free Olive, Olive Garden, Garden wine glasses are fancier than her regular wine glasses I mean but and, that okay, and then you're like see pick are. them up they're heavier but I think wait, no, seriously, I think wait, wine wait. glasses are I know I think wine glasses are supposed to be lighter oh so like the nicer they are the actual so like heavy is actually Olive Garden like trashy Wait, level. really? <laughs> yeah, because it's so like it's like restaurant quality, so they won't break. Oh, yes. see, because I always associate There's probably something if something with flavor has too. more weight to it. I'm like, oh, it's fancy, or like so, you know how like silverware, like silverware, the nice that's true. Nicer silverware is heavier, right? Oh, well, well it works anyway, in the reverse. I, I want for... you guys to know that I care about you, and I wanted you to have the best. Well, and thank in you. my mind, the best that I have to offer is the free wine glasses that I got at the Olive Garden <laughs> in Orlando. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah cheers. So I brought them home on my on my carry on, like because I was so excited. When you ordered a bottle of wine, you get those for free every time. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Visit the Orlando Olive Garden and find out for yourself. <laughs> That'd be bomb if you could just stock your entire wine glass cabinet with Olive Garden wine glasses. Yeah, they yeah. have like a nice little like design. They're cute. Yeah, it says salute. Yeah, which right? Does that mean something? I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. A couple times before, I've said something like, "Oh, you're like really extroverted," and you always pedal away from that label. You're always like, well, "It's not. It's not that. It's that. You know, I'm just a curious person." It's not bad. It's like X, <laughs> Y, and Z. But no, I think actually you're just a very extroverted I mean, the I, no, most, I person. Like the most extroverted it's okay. person I'll, ever. I'll take it this time. It's not. A, it's not I'll, 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 no, wait, I'll allow it. No, why do you it. think that being an extrovert is... Like... I don't. I don't. And honestly, the only in the past couple of maybe uh, the last year or two did I fully understand what an, being extrovert actually means. Um, and the way that it was defined to me is that someone who... It's not like you're just super high energy all the time. It's that you actually derive energy from, from other people. Yeah. Which ninety percent of the time applies to me. But I and I and I, I can be dead tired after a long ass day. And if you throw me in the middle of Barracuda bar and lounge, 
um, I, with a bunch of boys like bouncing around to a, a pop song, like I will, I can make come it alive. Yeah, you come alive. You do. You see, that's not. Me. That's not either of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, but it's like, I guess ninety percent. Like, usually I get my energy from being by myself. Mm-hmm. But of course, like you know, like I couldn't like, live in the wilderness and never have people right. around and right. have the option. Like right. I, I'm a social You're, introvert. Yeah. Um, but you are extra social and extra. <laughs> so extra. I know I've asked, I'm, I'm just I've extra. Like, you're extra. I'm just uh-huh. extra. So extra <laughs> in that kimono right now. Yes. Um, if I had a boa, <laughs> um, no, but like I've asked you like tips and tricks on like how to meet people at a bar or like yeah. how to make friends in public. Yeah. Like not just like picking up people, but just even just like making friends mm-hmm. and your your advice like to you seems very practical but to <laughs> me seems like impossible it'll be like oh just make eye contact <laughs> hold up your drink yeah. as though to say cheers it's my signature move guys <laughs> this, is yeah. this is like we're like, i've seen like, it used pulling back the curtain like cheers and then and then once the person you know acknowledges you with his or her glass and it's you done. walk over it's and finished. you just you're like Hey. <laughs> well, what I want to know, so so I've been in several of these situations, um, which is great. You like you always meet new people when you go out. My question for you, though, because I feel like I can do the first step. Yeah. Of raising your glass. I can raise oh, a glass. I can. I'm not even there. I, I can say hello. The problem I have is when the person comes back at me and they are like, I immediately realize it's actually someone I don't want to talk to. And so you... Oh, you'll still go there. You'll still go there. Because your curiosity is like, okay, well, I may not like want to hook up with this person. or I may Yeah, not so what's going person. through your mind? Because for me, if I'm like, oh, cheers, and the person responds, and then they're just, and then they say and something like, that's like real like, like, like stupid. Hey, sexy. Yeah. Like that V-neck that, on you. Yeah, then I'm so like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, this, is, this is an excellent question. And it happens because I've seen you. No, I've I've seen you knee deep in conversations yeah. with some real idiots. I'm just going to be wow. honest with you. I hope I thought that too. Damn, what if I was like, oh my god, this guy's everything. No, the thing, <laughs> no, the thing is, you did. You, it would be like one of those twirl things oh. where, like, to their face, you're like, oh my god, this is so great, and then you like turn around like, and like make what? this face that's like, please, what, like, why, what's my life like? And then you would like yeah. spin around again and be like, oh my god, you're so great. Tell me more. No, Tell no, me no. More. Let's see. Okay, no, let's see. That makes me feel like. That makes me sound like a total flake, like a no, total, it's not. Like, like a total like fake no, person. No, no, no. I, okay. no, I, I legit cared about that person. I swear. Oh God, you've <laughs> oh, never, no, you've never no, been, no, you've no, never no, been no, like. That's yes. the crazy thing. But here's, that... <laughs> yeah, and I, I, yes, it has happened. Like you fall into a conversation with someone that's like it's not what you thought it was or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, what I do in that certain situation is I entertain the conversation. Um, <laughs> I entertain the conversation a little bit. I have questions that i'm genuinely curious to ask and sometimes they can be really um contrived questions that the right word um so like where are you from Mm because nine out of ten out of ten times the person you're talking to is not originally from new york so that's always interesting and i find that that being a native new yorker is um an exciting thing to for people to like learn about me (laughs) um so i that's always a good question to ask um a question like uh, come here often? No, not that one. But like another, I don't know any 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 sort of engaging question about that person, like right. where they live or whatever. And then and then once you've exhausted that, and then you know, I think that I like to think that both people you have can a lot tell, of patience. 
Yeah, and that's fine. But but because I like to meet people. So that's the fun part for me. To get those questions answered and to make FaceTime, to have FaceTime with someone. Um, and then I think there's like a point when both people can realize when a conversation is really stagnant. Right. And that's when you say like, okay, I'm going to go find my friends or like, I got to go to the bathroom or something like that. And it's like, and it, you say it, I mean, you say it with a in smile. Like you a, say in it in really a natural place. Because, you know, it was right, right, nice right. talking to you or whatever. And then you say like, that, that's I'll be the right. difference yeah. between maybe you and me is like, I would identify that moment much earlier than you would. I'd be like, oh, this is really awkward. I got to run away. Right. Like, anyway, that would be after like the first hello. <laughs> so uh, this, this, this reminds me of Chad who this reminds me of oh boy who's jack i don't like i don't want to embarrass jr here who's jack? what How, this is not embarrassing at all who's jack? so chad is a is a person that you met who is not named chad um because amrita and i could not remember his name so we just <laughs> named him chad yeah <laughs> huge assholes. yeah so this was in fire island mm-hmm. last year over the summer this is just i think this is just an example of your um your your natural extroversion abilities. You go to the store one morning. One morning, it's like nine a.m. Let's We're say. We're all there. We're all just hanging out at this <laughs> beach house, and Amrita and I, you know, aren't morning people. We get up and find this like gingery. Of the century, <laughs> yeah. by the way. We get up and find this like gingery twenty-three-year-old. I'm um, just hanging out by our pool, <laughs> which. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, he turns out to be totally very friendly and a very nice guy. Um, but he is a rando that JR has picked up, not in any sexual way, but just picked up in a friendly Befriended. way. Befriended. Befriended. Curiosity kind of thing also. Mm-hmm. But no, he was he was really, he, yeah, sorry. We saved him. He From like what? He was a helpless puppy. From what? A day at the beach? No, yeah, no. Uh, well, yes, no. <laughs> you saved yes, him. Yes, you so, saved okay, him. So, okay, so... Chad comes into the so I wake up and I walk outside and like I'm not a morning person and I haven't had my coffee yet and there's oh, this and this there is, is a, yeah and me without my coffee is like and there is just this like stranger and I just look at him and then he's very friendly he's like good morning and I, and I say who are you <laughs> and then and then he's like uh but but you know like um but uh, and Jay, I don't even think you were you had gone to the bathroom or something. And he's, oh, JR. Or probably I had just I met, dropped him yeah, off and been like, yeah. oh, my friends are super nice. <laughs> <laughs> don't good care of you. And he's like, you know, fumbling to find the right words. And then I just, I don't even let him finish. I don't even let him finish. And I just turn around and go back into the house to make my coffee. And then I see Amrita and I was like, there's some stranger. Like, who's that stranger? Who's Chad out there? Just, and then from then it was just like, Chad. <laughs> But um, Poor but Chad. he turned out to be a very nice guy, and I think, and you were very hospitable. I maybe was less. <laughs> oh, we were both extremely <laughs> unhospitable. Yeah, I fe- I felt a little bad. I like I realized. Oh, that not I, at all. I, I, well, well see, that's <laughs> why I was like, oh, should we bring yes. it up? Because Jara's like actually felt great guilt about this. I, like, I really did. And has why multiple times? Because. Because why? Because your face. (laughs) (laughs) You were were like clearly having none of it, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" No, no, but not in any serious (laughs) way. Also, like that's just like my face. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it's very interesting. Turns out Chad, whatever his name is, Chad, who lives on Long Island, is in a cover. But do you know this? He's in a cover band. 
No, he, I didn't. Yeah, of he's what? 23. He's in the cover band with all 50-year-olds. <laughs> okay. I don't know what they cover, though. Oh, okay. That's oh all I got. <laughs> That's all that I got. Was the worst yeah, that, was, that was really, that was really How could fair. you do that? I really didn't. Can I didn't entertain Chad right for now? very long. <laughs> yeah, because his name isn't Chad. Isn't so no. please look it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do we find knows him? <laughs> a 23-year-old ginger from Long Island. No, so I feel like I... Yeah. Band of some so I feel like you shouldn't apologize in this situation. It's actually... We. Yeah, we should be the, the let's, people who let's apologize. Let's mutually apologize because it was. Well, you know. I mean. Well, no, I think we really should apologize because I think, I mean, Chad bought a full bottle of tequila and just like l- donated um, it to the not house. Not just tequila. We're not talking like Poland Springs. Like, oh, that <laughs> it's a water. <laughs> no, Poland Springs vodka. Poland Springs. Uh, Is it vodka? Yeah, that was something I drank in college. I did. Popov. No, I know there was Poland Springs too. Okay. Um. It wasn't a good choice, right. I'm just saying. It never is. Um, no, it was like Espolon, you know, the like fancy tequila. And we actually just recently finished that tequila. Really? Mm-hmm. And every time we took a shot, well, we never take shots. Did every time we mixed a drink. Every time. We did take shots of it, actually. <laughs> oh, did we? Yeah, in my kitchen a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, we did. And, and we, every and time we, we dedicated it to Chad. We were like, good. Chad's tequila. Chad's tequila. Good. Yeah. So, actually... After so all is said and done, we should actually thing. thank you. Because it was well good tequila. Well. Oh, very good tequila. Absolutely. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> um, no, so you're very social at a bar, mm-hmm. you know, doing the cheers eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a big traveler. Mm-hmm. And I've always been really impressed by your ability to, I mean, frankly, like use grinder to like make new BFFs. It's the best friend making tool, guys. Like On, on the, the road. road. Oh, yeah. And... Um, I mean, we can either get into that or the other thing that I think is relevant mm-hmm. is um, the naked friends. And how easy. <laughs> on blast like that. <laughs> wow, you just, I think, you're I just think really. You the wrong chat. <laughs> <laughs> New phone. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, you just like, just came right in. All right. Uh, well. All right. Let's, let's do this. No, okay. Yeah, let's do this. No, I'm just saying, like, I think it's really fascinating, mm. this culture of being mm-hmm. able to make friends friends mm-hmm. more easily while, while naked? naked because actually so i think I, I mentioned to you i'm taking this burlesque class yes and something that i've been wanting to bring up is that uh and maybe we'll talk about this in a future episode but um there's a lot of sort of very basic things that are being taught in this burlesque class about performance and about stage presence and whatever and so, there's something about being like unclothed literally that like strips barrier your inhibitions and kind of allows those messages to sink in better. So I was actually thinking about that in context of your, you know, the naked friend circle and how like in some ways it's easier to make friends when you're naked because there's like a literal removal of like the things that don't matter. Completely. So like, Oh yes! Oh, no, so, no, so. <laughs> no, 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 like well, not that there needs it, to be a story. Well, no, to that. I mean th- it's funny because what we what we call the thing that we do is we call it social nudism. It's it's a thing. It's an actual thing. thing. Yeah, we call it social nudism. So what it is is as opposed to as opposed to an orgy, like oh, as opposed I, oh, to oh like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's not anti-social yeah. nudism. No, yeah, 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 no, because I mean it is it what it is is like a predominantly not not predominantly it is it is a. A group Completely of many gay sexual men. Well, no, no, no. It's not that. No, what I'm saying is like 
these friends that I have that I do this with are are gay men, and so. Um, and this is primarily what at the like the nude beach. Yeah, I mean it's it's it it can be site specific, so it all sort of it <laughs> sounds all, like an art project. <laughs> it all started at the beach at, at Sandy Hook, um, which is in Jersey, and and it's awesome. By it's the way. awesome. Yeah. The, the first time that I went, it was definitely this awakening within me, um, where. I mean, there's something about, first of all, for me, gay spaces have always been safe spaces. And so there's all, there's to start this layer of like protection or armor that I can take off. Because I don't feel that at all. Anyway, continue. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I I I also totally understand why that cannot be a safe space for some people. Um, For me and my like socialness, it's easy for me to make friends there because I know that I don't have to assume I don't have to come out to anybody. And so mm-hmm. that takes out. And I, and I've always sort of, I don't know, un- unnecessarily and unjustifiably put a distance between myself and straight men, um, as, as seemingly unsafe people to be. So I, you know, I don't really give them the benefit of the doubt and I hate that I do that a lot, but, um, I'm working on I feel, it. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I, I feel like that's like a thing that you've been recognizing. Yeah, I, I fully recognize it. And I've been consistently surprised by straight men over and over again. And I'm trying to make sure that that is my first assumption. Um, you find them threatening or you just it, distrusting? It's, no, it's, of... it's, no, it's that I don't think we can connect. Like, right. Because we, we, we're, we're coming from different places. We don't have the same thing in common, common or whatever. But I just feel much more comfortable around gay people. Okay. Uh, so already that, so the fact that there is a gay, there's sort of a gay section of this beach. And so that I feel very comfortable in that section. My friends are all there. And not only that, but then you, you shed the, the physical barrier between you and everybody else, which is your clothes. And there's this sense of being very, very vulnerable, which when you realize that everyone is as vulnerable as you and that they can't judge you for anything because we're really what what struck me the most is that when you're in a a naked space you realize very quickly the difference between nudity and sexuality Mm -hmm. nudity is not pretty it's not it's not pretty um well it's not inherent well i don't find it like inherently sexy it's not it's It's funny because some people like gay men find like like i don't find a locker room with like naked men don't find that sexy find it full of like a room full of naked people who are like doing a certain thing like you know showering and getting ready and anyway but i think i mean for locker rooms and gay men especially if you go to like a gay gym or something there's there's this there's this element of cruising which introduces sexuality into the space absolutely well this is why you feel you feel comfortable and safe in a gay bar and (laughs) i and i think the sexual component the sexuality (laughs) component is actually what makes me feel uncomfortable right so, so yeah, but I, I like I said the the shedding of the physical barrier. Yeah, thing is very interesting to me. It, it it you realize that you can't. I mean, you're gonna judge people for things that they can easily judge you for, and we're not all chiseled bodies. In fact, because the majority of people aren't. Yes. Instagram models, like, <laughs> um, and then and then all that you have left to do is say hello. Like, people are so friendly in these spaces. Um, there's nothing left to lose you know and we're all this beach is um it's it's interesting because it's very small 
the majority of the season because of these nesting birds. Oh, it's the plovers, the piping oh, plovers. Oh, thank you. Okay, yes. so the piping plovers. <laughs> no, the um, piping they, plovers. Apparently, so these <laughs> piping plovers are... They are encroaching on the human space, <laughs> and it seems that the beach gets smaller and smaller apparently every. The, apparently, <laughs> the ecologist would say the opposite, but whatever. No, screw Sad. that. Screw those pl- plovers. Yeah, <laughs> um, but so that we're all kind of cramped into this very short distance of beach, um, and as Sandy Hook and nudity has become more of an accessible thing to young gay men, the space has become more and more crowded. Obviously, people are finding that they're comfortable in this and is so cool because the first couple of years of going to this, my friends took it upon themselves to bring people together with this space. And we realized that there are people all around the city, um, all around what, you know, in, in Philly and DC and all these other cities that they would do this stuff regularly. They would go either to a naked beach if they had one in the area or they would have naked movie nights or naked game nights or, naked poker nights um or hiking or whatever that they did together naked so as like say, out of all of friends. those hiking dangerous is the odd one out to me because that seems i have yet to fully do that but i have friends who just did that last weekend that just seems slightly uncomfortable but you know maybe just... but if there's like a watering hole at the end you know and you get to like hike and then swim the mosquitoes yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah no but <laughs> sorry i digress but but i yeah. think like so this the, the beach scene, mm-hmm. like the, the crew there, mm-hmm. that has led to like naked movie night, naked game night. Yeah, and it's connected me with other people who have similar interests in things. Like just this past Friday, I was at a naked drag race viewing. And really? Then, yeah. Love it. Um, it was so amazing. F- ironic almost. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, drag yeah, is like yeah. everything. We're, naked we're born the naked. Yeah. Drag. Oh my God. That's li- <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And then. We immediately followed that with a naked movie night that my friend was hosting. We watched the tail end of Mommy Dearest. And then and then we... No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> and then we ended up at the cock where I was naked in more. my jockstrap. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've come full circle have... from age 23. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this. It's very interesting when you're at the beach and someone puts on an article of clothing. When a gay man, no matter what they look like, puts on underwear or puts on a swimsuit after being naked, all of a sudden, a sexuality is introduced. Really? Yeah, really. Um, because you're well, hiding something. Why everyone looks better naked? Well, Let's yeah, but, but, but it's because everyone you're hiding something. And once you leave something to the imagination, and once you hide especially something like a peen. Yeah. What they call in, in, in my burlesque class, the sweet spots. The sweet spots. Um you provide intrigue and all of a sudden there's the curiosity that drives me to go to friggin' mm-hmm. forest hills and or wherever yeah so that i found very interesting but uh but i will say that that this social nudism has really it really has changed my social circle it's changed my uh overt interests in social outlets um it's changed my priorities for what to do on a friday or saturday night yeah um it has become a really sort of important outlet for me and i realized because i don't know there's just this it's a it's just such a great feeling so first there's the feeling of being naked which is a great great feeling a great feeling and 
And then you couple that with like hanging out with your friends that you love and just being and doing fun yeah, things. Yeah, but it and, seems to me what you just said about someone putting on an article of clothing at the beach automatically reintroduces this idea of sexuality. Sure. It seems like there's more, there's something there. I don't know that that having an all nude night is like removes that some sort of component for you and removes maybe a pressure of of yeah is that what, you, is that what you're getting yeah at? maybe pressure a pressure um an ability to truly like relax and just hang out in a social without way without of... without another yeah mm-hmm. component i don't know well, I, no i think that's in, i think there's something i think there's something to that um like in the way that i don't know like if you did have like a straight male circle that would be a an, that would be a uh a setting in which sexuality is removed from from a social setting completely so you, you know you can kind of relax that part of your brain or i mean i don't know i don't know if you have like a circle of like female friends that you feel that way with similarly yeah i think with with gay men you have to especially gay men that you just meet and then like over time you become really good friends with it's sort of this un i don't know sort of like a an unspoken like desexualization that you have of each other in the sense that like the friends that I have now I'm sure that when we first met we were all eyeing each other yeah. each other up and now we're friends and like it's just, just like, we're not gonna yeah. so, so the nudism like, is like a way to desexualize but like have like a, a, a relationship with a gay male circle but remove the sexual component from it that's what you're saying sort of ish I mean ish there are still friends of mine that I have a crush on mm. or like friends that like in this circle that I think are are beautiful, sure. Um, but when we hang out together, it's I don't know. It it it's assumed that we're not going to like hook right. up or you know, right? No, I lo- I love that. I was just you know trying. To... Yeah, it's just a very comfortable space, and it's something that I think we've had to we as like the council of social nudists um, <laughs> we've had to really we've had to actually uh negotiate well yeah we've had to negotiate a couple of different i don't know like like norms and rules that we've had to stick to there was a period when um the group was growing exponentially there were a lot of people being added to this group from new jersey from you know the boroughs from philly from all over the the country really people who knew people who knew people and they were adding them to these Facebook groups that were growing. And then we would have house parties and there'd be like 50, 60 people at these house parties. And it was great. But, you know, you introduce a bunch of naked gay men in a house party full of alcohol at nighttime. And like, especially people who don't know each other. Right. Well, right. And you're back to a place that's a different, just it's a, a different, different, it's just it's a, a different, different gathering. Exactly. Not bad. Just so different. we had to negotiate that. And there's actually a, a group that is a charter well yeah there's a there's a group um i think they're based in dc but they have chapters in a lot of different cities around the country and it's called the no cover they they throw something called the no cover party and their general rule of thumb is like let's say that i hosted a no cover party at my house it would be a no cover party from 9 p.m until 12 a.m and at 12 a.m depending on what rules i said about like the no cover party ends oh and then and then it's house rules and then it's house rules right so so the no cover party is a non-sexual space and you adhere to those rules under that time that the no cover party is on right 
And then when the no cover party is over, then you can either choose to stay if the house rules speak to you, which, you know, oftentimes by midnight on a party like that, people will explore a little bit. Yeah. Um, and if that speaks to you, then you stay. If it doesn't, then you know to leave. And it became the best way for us to negotiate social spaces. Um, it really worked. And it was... it. And it took a lot of conversations. It actually took a lot. I mean, there were threads, like long ass threads on Facebook. Wow. Because people felt like what out. it was too. There were people that were like, I want to go to these parties to hang out with my friends. Like, I don't want to go to these parties and see a bunch of like hard dicks. Okay. So people, know, or, so there's some people who said, I don't want there to be any possibility exactly. of any sort of intimacy and in that way. there were people that were like, I'm sorry. Like if I see somebody that I like and I'm at this space. And why I'm am I? Why, tipsy, yeah. like, why, why can't, like, why can't I? Myself. Yeah, exactly. And. Like I would do that clothed or unclothed. Why yeah, is this space different like, than I that? I want to host, but I don't want to have to worry about, you know, this particular finding someone in my like, or like bedroom. Exactly, exactly. And so it took a little bit of ironing out, but that's what we sort of stunt like came upon. And see, since then, you know, the social spaces have have evolved. People have branched off and done their own thing. There's a lot of us. We're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but there, we also have our like non house party outlets. So Spa Castle becomes one of them because there's a naked space. Yes, the, I love Spa the, Castle. Spa yeah. Castle, by the way. And so that becomes a, a non-sexual sort of like... It's a dream. It's in great. In my experience, it's I have great. not... Uh, some oh, people might... Do, I, I well, think it's completely non-sexual. Well, yeah, some people well, might have different stories, but it, I, I have it, not come across a it's, sexual... It's primarily non-sexual, right. but then there are people who, who you know... We, we have the beach. We have... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We have the beach. We have... Sparkling. Um, yeah. We have... Uh, we go gay camping. Um, throughout the summer, which is in Bumfuck, Pennsylvania, and it's a clothing it is, optional space. But it is glamping. It's glamping. I mean, yeah. So we are in. We are sleeping in tents, and that's about where the camping ends. We have um, a pool and running water and electricity. Um, <laughs> it's wonderful. It's great. But it's a clothing optional space, and uh, it's magical. You really feel like um, you you know a uh, trans uh, trans that that Siberian show? No, railroad that show, transparent. Transparent. Yes. You know when he goes to his like camp. She goes to her camp um, with the other trans people. I don't think no. we've okay. seen it. Well, there's but for all you people who've seen she, this, yeah, it's a great scene. It's she great. goes to this camp for other well, trans people or cross-dressers or whatever sort of umbrella term that they are all under. And there's this sense of complete liberation and like uh, just happiness and freedom. And it that's oh, I how I feel. That. I yeah. Um, so it's coming up in a couple of weeks and we're all just counting down the minutes that <sighs> like we cannot wait to go back camp well <laughs> i feel I like find, a teenager yeah. <laughs> i find yeah, this whole thing you fascinating have to, like, grade a bunch of papers before you do that <laughs> I, know, oh my God. <laughs> I find the whole thing fascinating and I, I think i understand even though i'm not part of the group um because being naked is the best way to be yeah and, it's kind of weird because we've now brought this up like a bunch <laughs> of times on the podcast about being naked about being naked well good i'm glad i can confirm it no, with great. statistical and actually, like, evidence and yeah, case yeah, studies absolutely. but even just like going to the beach like that was like you know i would totally go back again to done to Hook. Yeah. Awesome. say the word yeah, yeah. This summer. so thank you for being here airing thank out you for being all here. my dirty laundry um, <laughs> airing out all the things, <laughs> all the things. <laughs> You're not new now, but maybe next time you come back, we'll just we'll just do another it'll one. It'll be clothing optional. It'll be, it'll, it'll be and yes. we just won't tell people. I'll just be in my jock strap. We'll, we'll just yeah. we'll just let people imagine what they what they want. what they want. But now, please imagine this kimono that I'm in because it is everything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you. Thank you. Bye.